What is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Damn it. Hey, Scotty. Who's this? This is Chris Carter. Who's this? Is this the guy that doesn't push record? I pushed record. There's Now there's two times. There was only one time, but now there's two times that I didn't push record in this whole year that we've been doing it. You know what today is? Your birthday? Well, yeah, it's my birthday. Hi, yay, party. It's, it is my birthday, but it's also the Off the Groove New Year. It's a brand new year for us, buddy. So it's episode 53? I'm not keeping track of episodes. Let's just let's just call it a new year and be done with it. Or my birthday, whatever. It's fine. Well, ha- happy new year birthday party. <laughs> Any day that we get to talk about flat track is my birthday. How about that? I like it. I got an idea for this week's shows. You said that with an S. Yeah, shows. We, we do one show every, every Friday. Yeah, we have, but let's do something a little different. Start off our, our Off the Groove New Year with, a, with a, something a little different. You want to try it? I don't even know what you're talking about yet, so no. I know. Well, we, we had this idea to, to start talking to people that cover the sport as well, and I said, why not just include them all in one weekend? So let's talk to three people this weekend and release a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday show. What do you think? Like a three-part episode? Sure. Let's do three separate. Break it up a little bit. Give him a break. Who's first? So for our first interview, we're going to talk to this guy named Evanson. You ever heard of him? Evanson? Evanson. No, no. Evanson. I've heard of him. I've not met him. There you but go. But I love what he's doing. He's doing some He's doing some amazing things. He's a, he's what, like a shooter, editor, and director. He does all the things production-wise, and he's making a flat-track film titled Fast and Left. I can't wait to see it because I've watched what he's done with some of those other short stories. He's a badass. He's a he's the film version of what we do, telling badass stories about badass people. But yeah, I definitely look forward to talking to him. It's a passion project. We know all about that. And uh, he's uh, he's been shooting local flat track around his house. I think he's uh, the local track in Kansas is Jeeps. Yeah, Jeeps is only about two and a half hours away. And I've got a story about that place. I actually got hurt pretty bad there in 93. Got my belt wrong pretty good. And uh, I was just... Uh, barely getting into flat track and man i won't forget that day for sure you don't forget a track that you've fallen off of i'm sure well i I, you know what i fell off a lot (laughs) but but i i used to push the limits and and you know my dad would say put in the corner as fast as you think you can then go a little bit further and then you find that point where you can't go any further into the corner and you fall off so you kind of have to push your limits you know as long as you get back on right absolutely that's what you gotta do what else is going on in the flat track world well, we did forget to mention last week that uh, J.D. Beach will be riding road race and flat track. I think we talked about him riding for Estenson, but he's riding the premier class in Moto America with backing from Estenson and on the attack Yamaha that Josh Heron used to ride. So it'll be cool to see him running full time in both series. He's going to be one busy dude for sure. What do you think he's going to do when there's a uh, flat track and road racing the same weekend? Well, I would have to say he's got to go wherever he's leading the points or wherever he's got the best chance to win a championship. But maybe the contract might read a little different than that. It was kind of, they kind of left that open. So I like that they did that. That will leave it maybe up to uh, how he's doing. Maybe we'll have him on, ask him that hard question ourselves. What, uh, what about James Rispoli? You see what he's, he's going to be racing Daytona again. 
I like that. I'm a fan of James Rispoli, partially because he runs the 43, but he's been around flat track for a long time. I used to announce him when he was just getting started in the pro ranks, number 71B. Um, he was fast back then. He's been overseas road racing for quite a while. He actually qualified fourth last year at the Daytona TT. I uh, was involved in the big pileup in the main event, or maybe he didn't even make the main event. I can't remember, but he didn't have the results he was looking for, so he's looking for some revenge. Uh, I'll be looking forward to see how he does in 2019. Like you always say, if you rock the 43, you're all right with me. That's right. You've never said that, but maybe you should start saying that. I should. I like that. Maybe I should give him a 43 hat. He gave me a 43 number plate from the X Games. There you go. You gave me a 43 hat. You should give James Raspoli a 43 hat. I'll think about it. All right. See how well he does? He finished what? Like He he qualified fourth last year in Daytona, right? A qualified fourth, but I think he's involved in that pileup, so I don't yeah. think he had the results he was trying to get. It'd be interesting to see what he does this year down there in Daytona for sure. And another good reason to go watch. Did you see what else was going on? No, the tell last me. couple days. Oh, the, out in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Estenson and Richie Morris Racing both were at that new uh, facility out there, the off road facility where they were racing there in 2019. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's always cool to see the Estenson crew get together, and that crew is growing. It's not just like it was last year. I mean, they've got a whole crew, and Dallas Daniels joining. JD is coming on full-time. Um, they're doing it right. Jake Johnson's still there. You know, the squad father, he'll be representing. But uh, Dallas is actually wearing a pair of Jake's leathers, getting some seat time in there. And actually, Jake was running a, you know, a fake microphone interviewing those guys. It's kind of fun to watch. Did you see who else was out there? No. Who? Oh, yeah. Some R&R riders were out there. Sandriano was out there. And what? Cole Zabala? I saw that. I haven't seen an official announcement with Zabala. We had him on not too long ago, and he didn't say anything about it. But, you know, I'm used to seeing him on Kawasaki, but he was riding one of the RMR Hondas. Yeah. So, maybe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he hops on uh, one of those Hondas next year. Definitely looked interesting on the social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What so, up? who are we talking to first? You're going to talk to uh, Evan. You want to call Evan now? I think we should. Let's give him a call. Calling now. Hello. Is this Evan Sin, the legendary filmmaker, soon to be legendary filmmaker? Let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> that well, there's not many people with that name, so you must have the right guy. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I have the right contact when I uh, hit dial. So, uh, what's going on, man? I don't I don't know you too much. I've seen you at the racetrack a couple of times, and I just wanted to reach out to you and, and get to know you a little bit more. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, I am currently. Doing a rough cut of the film, and you know, it's making me smile and remember some some good times. Well, that's what it's all about, right? Memories. It is. All right. Well, let's get to know you first, and then we'll talk about your film a little bit later on. So, where were you born? I was born and still live in Wichita, Kansas. All right, not too far away from me, about two and a half hours north. Uh, actually, there's a there's a cool racetrack there called Jeeps. I think that's one of my favorite tracks. Also, 81 Speedways up there. You go to both of those. Jeeps, Jeeps is the place. Um, yeah, Jeeps is still running races. I wanted to go to uh, 81 this year, but uh, don't know what happened. It wasn't held there this year. Okay. So how how'd you get involved in motorcycles? Uh, did you grow up around motorcycles? Do you ride motorcycles? So my dad sold his motorcycle when he had kids, which I think is the name of the game for for some folks. So you know, I have a couple pictures of my dad on a motorcycle, but motorcycles were not involved in my life at all um, up until very recently. I, uh, I'm a commercial filmmaker, and I was looking for a 
passion project and shot with a group called uh, Women's Moto Exhibit, and it's an all-women riding group, and they have a thing called the Dream Roll. And so I went out and shot that and kind of got the motorcycle bug. That was about four years ago. And I thought, you know, I, I, I want a motorcycle. And my girlfriend felt the very same way. So we went out and uh, took a course. And within two months, we were both on bikes. And that was kind of the start of the bug for me. Right on. So then how did you get into motorcycle racing? So as a filmmaker, I, I like to obsess and kind of uh, research, you know, what's out there and immediately found on any Sunday and just was blown away by the people and the bikes and the stories. So that was my first introduction to motorcycle racing. And then later on, I uh, discovered MotoGP and a film called Hitting the Apex. And then I was all in. And, you know, as you guys have brought to light, the more you know about racers, the, the more fun all this stuff is. So with that film, I really fell in love with MotoGP and motorcycle racing in general. And then that's when I discovered you know, if you look, there's short tracks everywhere. And then I found Jeeps here in Wichita. That's pretty cool. So how did you get into video production? I just kind of always had a, a camera on me at a young age. And I went to uh, I went to college for creative writing. We had a, someone come to a class one day and they were a documentary filmmaker and the lights kind of went off. And I thought, oh, man, I can still tell stories, but do it with a camera instead of a pencil or a keyboard. That's pretty cool. So you're not you're not only just well versed in cameras and shooting content, but you also edit, you know, your own films and stuff like that. Have you always done both, or did just one skill set evolve after the other? Yeah, I, I definitely have trouble delegating tasks. So I do as much as I can until the wheels fall off. I'm an okay shooter, but I'm a pretty good editor. So there again, I kind of uh, they go hand in hand, and definitely two different skill sets. I've always said that the the highest highs and the lowest lows are in production because that's, you know, that's when you're shooting bikes going 140 right in front of you. But that's also when you, you know, you're shooting in zero degree weather and uh, schlepping gear around all day. So I've always enjoyed kind of the, the, the duality of being in being on set and in the trenches and then also having a, you know, headphones and a cup of coffee in my hand uh, in a relaxing environment. So I, just, I like doing both. Okay. To say your short films are amazing would be an understatement of the year. Where and and how do you find these humans that you feature in your films? It's all it's all happenstance, really. I just kind of keep my eyes and ears open. Um, we've done three short films, uh, a, a short film called Blind Guy, one called Jazzbo, the One Man Band, and a film called Ace, the Gas Station Cowboy. And it was just always about keeping eyes and ears open and um, never writing anyone off and just kind of like, you know, getting to know people and asking more and more and more. And the camera kind of gives you a cinematic immunity to ask, keep asking why, like a child, why, 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 why do you do this? Why do you dress this way? You know, um, does it make you happy? So it kind of gives you the freedom to ask people these questions. So all these people just um, happened into my life and i know blind guy we saw him walk in the street jazzbo oddly enough is blind guy's neighbor and then ace the gas wow. station cowboy lives in a little town called uh in in texas near italy texas and uh we were driving through uh, a gas station and he was out there singing so i don't know i just kind of keep my eyes and ears open and turn the camera on every now and then 
Right on. So how can people go watch these short films? I, I've got to see them already, but how can our listeners go find those? Um, just by name, www.evanhsen.com, E-V-A-N, the letter H-S-E-N-N.com, and they're all there. I think they're on the, the main page, so you'll probably see Blind Guy first and then seek out Ace and Jazzbo as well. Okay. So you told us a story about how you got in, in into riding. You got your girlfriend into riding. Do you remember going to the very first flat track race? Do you remember where it was and, and what grabbed a hold of you? Yeah, I do. Um, my friend Gavin Peters, uh, who's a photographer that also helped on the short film, he was telling me about this uh, racetrack called Jeeps in Wichita. And I thought, you know, I'll go, I'll check this out. And right away, just, you know, pulling up in the car, there was little kids putting around on mini bikes in front of us. There was, you know, awesome looking 70 year old guys in leathers. And uh, I thought like, wow, this is a, this kind of looks like a community, you know, it wasn't a sporting event so much as a community of, of good people. And uh, so I just kind of sat with my, um, with my jaw on the floor, just kind of how cool all this was. And you've been there. It's a small track, but I mean, there's so much heart packed into this little area um, that I was just pretty floored by it. So I, and this was actually about three years ago. And I thought, I thought I should, I should bring a camera here someday. And uh, once, once I got into MotoGP and motorcycles and, and the films on motorcycles, I just kind of had this thought, like, I wonder if, I wonder what would happen if I brought a camera here. Okay. So then the idea of fast and left a flat track film was, you know, discovered. That's when you discovered you wanted to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, at one point I had thought if I'm going to do a flat track film, it's going to have to have eight cameras and we're going to have to follow one or two riders around for an entire season, which immediately kind of put me off on the idea because that's how a lot of this stuff is done. And I love that, but I, you know, the funds aren't there for me to do something like that. But so I, I, I took the camera in and just kind of did some slow motion turns. And I thought, what's the worst that could happen? I'll walk away with, you know, a few cool shots that you know, I'll, I'll have. And um, that could be it. But once, once I brought the camera, the, the doors opened and the people opened up and um, kind of, you know, accepted and brought into the racing community at Jeeps. And then, then the lights kind of clicked, you know, what if this is a film about the people more so than the action of the sport? Okay. So what can we expect to see in this film? So this will be a short film, I'm guessing between 20 and 30 minutes, and it'll be kind of a thematic overview of the best parts of flat track racing that I've noticed. So that sounds a, a little heady, but you know, there'll still be fast turns and dirt and gasoline, but there'll also be some, some heart and some laughs and, you know, it'll touch on some themes like family and community and, you know, the hot shoe and some technique and just some of these things that I found interesting and hopefully it appeals to races and hopefully it appeals to non-racers and gets more people out to go see races and seek them out. I love it, man. I love it. So uh, what are you using to shoot this and how are you funding this project? So I'm using my own camera, which definitely helps. I don't have to rent a camera. Um, and uh, I'm shooting it on a red camera, 
So it's nice and robust and gets a good image. It's heavy. It's heavy carrying it out there in the heat of Oklahoma or Springfield. But, um, you know, and I'm staying pretty pared down. Our crew's never been more than four people, um, usually closer to three people. And I'm funding it all out of my own pocket and, you know, kind of planning on breaking even or losing money. That doesn't really matter. What matters is, you know, getting a story out and just kind of telling people what's going on. And then I've also had some good friends and peers in the business um, help me out on set. And um, a friend uh, named Gavin Peters, a friend named Rick Ubiel, and my girlfriend has helped me as well with design and help on set. So, you know, that that's helped me um, pare down costs a little bit. Yeah, all out of my pocket, all just, you know, for fun. Cool. So how do you how do you plan on releasing it, and when do you think it's going to be released to the public? So I'm planning on September 2019. We'll see. I got, you know, wrapping um, in Springfield this year, shooting, I thought I got to shoot more. And we had some rain cancellations. Stockton was canceled this year due to rain, and Stockton was kind of a – you know, kind of one of the high points of the season as far as like the Kansas Fair circuit. So I got to shoot Stockton next year. I'd like to shoot a couple more races, but already the film's kind of 75 to 80% done, I think. Um, so next year we're going to shoot a little more and I'd like it to, I'd like it to release during a season as opposed to during a season. Okay. That sounds good. Is there anybody we might recognize in the film? Yeah, so, um, you know, this started, it was supposed to be a film about Jeeps, but as the, as the doors opened and as more and more people told um, some stories, then that's how I got the going from Jeeps to the Kansas Fair circuit. And then early on, I reached out to AFT and got the go-ahead to shoot some racers there. So we talked to Brad Baker, we talked to Jeffrey Carver Jr., talked to Davey Durrell, Talked to Gary at Lightshoe, and then a whole bunch of the the good old boys from Jeeps, um, old Taco Bill Snyder, Scott Nightingale. So yeah, I think you'll recognize some people. And then of course at AFT, there's there's guys in the background everywhere that are going to make their way into the final cut. Right on. Uh, so we traded some stickers, some off the groove stickers for some of your stickers. Tell us about that design and the logo and you got some steel shoes with some sparks flying off the back. How did you come up with that? Yeah, so um, the, the fast and left type sticker is kind of based on, you know, some of the, the fun types you'd see in the 70s on racing and some of the colorways like camel racing, just bold blues and yellows. And then the, uh, the spinning hot shoe design is kind of a to me, it's a little racing Easter egg because I love, like I said, I love MotoGP and I love the Isle of Man. And the Isle of Man flag, as some people know, is three spinning legs. And their saying is, whichever way you throw me, I shall land standing. So I kind of had this idea of, you know, what's an iconic thing about flat track motorcycle racing? And it's, you know, the leathers and the hot shoes. So we took that idea and put it on a you know, a spinning leg design of three little hot shoes out there sparking it up. Man, I, I love it. I can't wait to put mine on my computer. I'm going to put one on my car. So uh, we appreciate you sending us good, some. Good. So 
Yeah, let's talk about your relationship with American Flat Track. You said you got to cover a few of the a few of the races on the Grand National Circuit. Which ones did you go to? So I went to the OKC Mile and the second uh, race at Springfield this year. Okay. Did you, did you enjoy going to the to the Mile racetracks? Oh, it was amazing. So the the up you know up at that point the only race I'd been to was Jeeps, which uh, is a short track, and. Um, you know, this whole film, like I said, was supposed to be about Jeeps and then the doors kind of got open on the Kansas circuit. And then I just blindly sent a message out to AT kind of asking if I could at least come and bring a camera to the OKC mile. And they were very kind and very accommodating and let me come out there and shoot, you know, on the inside, on the outside. Um, that's where I met, um, Jeffrey and Brad and, um, you know, seeing these guys book it around a mile was just pretty incredible. I was, I was thrilled to do that. And then I got to talking to Jeffrey a little more and kind of thought, you know, what if, what if, what if we try this again? What if, you know, what if you come out to another event and Jeffrey had brought up maybe going out and to another race. And, you know, I kind of looked at the schedule and then, I kind of got goosebumps thinking, what if it's, what if it's Springfield? Cause I'd, I'd never been there, but of course I'd been reading and reading and reading on flat track. And I thought, man, that could be, that could be the place. So talked to AFT again and they were extremely welcoming and let me come out there. And, uh, so seeing the full miles, that was, that was, my jaw was on the floor for sure. What was the biggest surprise to you going from that little short track to these mile racetracks? That's a good question. Um, you can see the short track, you know, all there in one piece without, without walking, you know, w without walking a foot, the mile, boy, you gotta, you know, it's huge. And when, you know, surrounded by that much track and that much speed, it's, it's crazy. You know, the thundering rumble is just uh, pretty remarkable. So definitely the speeds, um, but also really once again, seeing, the atmosphere is very much like, you know, a small track. There's just, you know, there's a lot of smiling faces, a lot of people helping each other out, you know, so big or small, the, the community and camaraderie of flat track is, is still there, which was really cool to see. Just a great big family. I think is how uh, most of us put it, yeah, right? It is. What, what was the highlight of going to these, you know, other tracks besides just Jeeps? Uh, definitely seeing, you know, seeing the pros out there was, was amazing. And at one point at OKC, there was a slight delay and, uh, the twins riders went into kind of this, uh, shed right off the track, which is where we were, you know, kind of keeping all our stuff and all, you know, a few seconds before the shed was empty with just, you know, my small crew. And a minute later, there was, there was all the pros in there. I mean, there was Brian Smith, there was Jared Meese, there was, Sammy, just all these guys in one room and it's kind of like oh you know this is everyone i've read about and you know seen on the tv and here we all are in one you know in one in one setting that was that was pretty cool and then um in springfield jeffrey was nice enough to uh meet us a day before the race and got some access to the track and put on his leathers and brought out his helmet for an interview and you know, kind of seeing a calm before the storm, seeing the, the Springfield mile with, you know, with, with clean, clean dirt 
and um, complete silence with the sun setting. That was definitely a highlight of anything I've shot ever. Right on. Do you think all those guys came in that shed because they heard how cool your film was going to be and they all want to be in it? Yeah, I doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) It was was sure hot and some some shade was welcome. I got you. So are you working on any other projects right now? Not really. I do commercial work as well. So I got some commercial, you know, some corporate um, commercial work in the, in the mix. That's always, that's always going and that, that pays the bills, but you know, this is, this is the big project right now. So it's, uh, okay. it's kind of all I'm thinking about right now. Cool. Sounds good. We end our episode each, each week with rapid fire questions. So I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head when we ask these next few questions. Are you ready? All right. All right. What's your favorite race or motorcycle event that you've ever covered? Oh boy. I mean, Jeeps, Jeeps has a special place in my heart. Um, so that's one end of the spectrum. And then, uh, the other would, I mean, it'd be the Springfield mile this year. Okay. What's your favorite motorcycle you've ever ridden? That would be my BMW R65. All right. What's your favorite track you've been to? That's probably close to my uh, answer on number one. I think Jeeps okay. and uh, Jeeps and Stockton and Springfield. Right on. It's hard. It's hard to get that one that your home track. You know, that's always that always means so much to you. Like forever when I was racing, the Oklahoma yeah. City Half Mile was my favorite track just because it's in my backyard and it's something I feel comfortable at. So I, I get where you're coming from on that one. So, uh, what's your favorite camera that you've ever shot with? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I love my wide lux. That's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation, but it's a, it's a film camera. That's a panoramic film camera with a swinging lens. Jeff Bridges, the actor shoots on one. It's weird. It's, it's quirky. If you hold it wrong, your fingers are in the picture. And (laughs) I've noticed with that camera, people, people, it's so weird that people like having their photo taken with it. You know, you take a photo of someone with an iPhone and, a lot of times it's where's this going? What's this for? But the wide lux people, people like that camera. So the wide lux. All right. Who's your favorite flat track rider? Oh, um, everyone that helped me on this film. All right, that's a good answer. How about so that? Um, I, lo- then- I love that. So if you're stuck on a desert island and you can only bring one of the folks in your short films to keep you company, who is it and why? <laughs> oh. Um, well, my first answer would have to be my girlfriend who helped me on, uh, this film. So I'll say that. Um, but, uh, for company and for a good hang, oh boy. Um, Carver Baker and, uh, a fellow named flying Scott Nightingale. He, he, he'd be up there. He's a Jeep local too. All right. I love it. Man, we definitely appreciate your time. At the very end of our episodes, we always ask our riders or whoever we're talking to if they want to say thanks to anyone. So here's your chance if you want to say thank you to anyone that's helped you. Perfect. Yeah, that that thank you. Um, I'd love to say thanks to Jeeps in Wichita. You know, if they would have said, no, you can't bring a camera here, this whole thing would have been over before it began. And the whole I-70 series and Great Plains flat track. Um, all the racers that I talked to, I definitely big thanks to them. Kerry Clark, Bill Snyder, Mark Robinson, Scott Nightingale, Paul Covert helped us a whole bunch with getting to those races in Stockton, Ricardo Sherbondi, the Durrells, they, uh, they let us hang out with their family and talk to them for a bit. 
little guy named S.J. Wilson, who I think might be an up-and-comer. I think he's from Oklahoma. Jeffrey Carver Jr., Brad Baker. Big thanks to Gary and Kelly at Lightshoe who let us talk to them. Absolutely everybody at AFT. Um, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for them letting us shoot. Um, Gene Crouch, Mitch Baim, Michael Locke, Chris Putman, and a big thanks to Taylor, Rick, and Gavin for helping me with production, and Taylor, who also helped with design on all the fast and left design and and then no doubt to you guys for having this podcast and really getting the flat track stories out there you know the racing's fun to watch but the more you get to know about the people the more it just you know gives you goosebumps and you know makes you really care about what's happening out there on the track awesome evan thank you so much for your time i cannot wait to see the final cut of this movie yeah all our fans want to check it out fast and left a flat track film evan thanks so much man Thank you. Thank you guys so much. This means a lot. You should see your face right now. You're such a fanboy of his. Man, you're excited. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I love what that guy's doing. He's a, he's a, He makes great content. He shoots great content. He edits great content. And uh, even the stuff that's not flat track, uh, it's it's brilliant. It's good stuff. I am, I'm, a, I'm a fanboy a little bit. I'm, I'll say it. I'm fine. I was just—I was trying to call you out, but you accepted it. I like that, dude. I'll—I'll I'll own the hell out of it. Yeah, no, I—I I like his content, and he gave us a little sneak peek of uh, the flat track film. And dude, if—if if you even have any interest in motorcycles, watch this film. I mean, it's—it's it's a short film, and we only saw a portion of what he's editing, but it's something worth seeing for sure. I can't wait for it to come out. So we knocked that one out. That's our usual Friday episode. Let's do two more. You want to do one Saturday and one Sunday? So you're going to make me work on the weekend? Yeah, you're used to working on the weekend, aren't you? I, I'm on my off time away from the races. But you're always whining about how you're missing flat track, so this is going to get you your fix. I guess. So who's next? <laughs> Let's talk to Jack Vanham tomorrow. What do you think? Tomorrow. We'll yeah. see you tomorrow. Yeah. Get, get some rest. Yeah. Get some rest. Yes. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Thanks. birthday. Thanks, man. So that one's done. Are you still recording?